Hello, friends. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of an artistic career. This is certified professional mindfulness coach Evan Dunbaritone, and you are listening to episode 63. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Hello, hello. So my kids were just watching an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and I'm feeling a bit weepy. (laughs) Seriously, I just don't have the words to say, to even describe how amazing Mr. Rogers was. The way he looks at the camera and says, I love you just the way that you are, it, it just like pierces my soul. And I see my kids eating up every word that he says, and they're singing along with him. It's you I like. And I just, wow, I'm so grateful for him. I'm grateful that he lived, that he shared so much with us, and that he loved children enough to want to teach them about feelings, you know? And we will be talking more about feelings today. I love talking about feelings. We're going to talk about why they exist, and how you can use them for your benefit. But also, before we get started, I just need to say happy birthday, take the stage. (laughs) Um, Mariah and I started this opera podcast a year ago this week. Um, And it has been such an incredible experience for me. And I've learned so much. And Um, I'm so grateful for all of you and that you would be here to listen with me. So before we get um, back into talking about feelings, um, I wanted to use an experience I had this week to talk about a few coaching concepts. So last week, my brand new baby got sick and we ended up having to take him to the emergency room and he ended up being there for five full days or almost six days, something like that. And Hannah spent the entire time with him, um, like in base, almost the entire time in the room with him. She had to feed him and he was throwing up everything. And he um, was sick with RSV, which is a very scary virus for children. And thankfully he is doing so much better now. We are grateful for the, obviously for all the nurses and the doctors that cared for him. And grateful to have him back home now. And I'm grateful that Hannah's back home. It was really hectic while he was gone because I couldn't really just take off all that time from work. And I had my two other kids with me and I was trying to find babysitters. And then one of them, I thought maybe had an ear infection. He ended up being okay. But so I I felt like, oh, maybe I can't have him go to a babysitter, especially if they have other kids. And I was just trying to find ways to keep everything afloat, you know. And it kind of felt like single parenting. But, you know, for me, it was only for a few days. But it did give me 
of you know some appreciation for all of the things that so many single parents go through all around the world. Um, we were having a hard time getting groceries, making meals, keeping up with housework, take, taking kids to where they needed to go, and also obviously worried about my baby and how Hannah was doing at the hospital. And then, <laughs> it's kind of just to add insult to injury, the heater went out in our house as highs in Idaho dropped to the mid to low 30s Fahrenheit. <laughs> it was pretty chilly. And then, to even more insult to injury, we got a call from Billing at the hospital, and they said that there was a problem adding Anders to the insurance when he was born, and so he was uninsured. And the bills were already over $20,000 and going up every minute, basically. And, you know, so we're trying to sort that out and figure out how that could happen and what we need to do. There was definitely an elevated level of stress this week, and we all felt it. And I could tell that my kids that were home with me, they could tell, you know, that something was different this week. And they were troopers, but, you know, it was challenging for them. And we received an excess of help, seriously, from friends and family all around us. People brought meals. People watched my kids, picked up groceries for us. And we just feel overwhelmed with the gratitude. Um, and we also feel lucky to um, that over the last few years, we've built a lot of skills in ourselves. We have strong mental practice that we can depend on when things get really hard. And most people would agree that mindfulness is wonderful and beneficial when things are easy and relaxed. Like it feels like, oh yeah, I can sit down and do a meditation and this feels great. But when your life takes a turn and things get kind of crazy, we might try to do some mindfulness practices, but it's much more challenging um, when stress levels are high and things feel a little out of control, which is totally fine. But I just wanted to say that a continued practice of mindfulness during hard times really makes your emotional resilience even stronger. And that's an amazing thing to experience. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about what that looked like for me this week, because I know that all of us have weeks like this. <laughs> it's part of life. So first of all, I found a few ways to say no this week. That was helpful. I also tried to find some really intentional ways of slowing down. The kids obviously did spend a little more time watching videos and, and relaxing that way. But I also tried to find some time away from screens so that our minds and our eyes could relax. And I just thought that that would be important for our emotions. And I made sure as best I could to take care of myself by going to bed early, creating healthy meals where, where I could, cleaning up around the house, doing some gentle exercises. And to be super clear, there were many moments when I felt like I was a wreck. I had a few parenting moments that weren't really ideal, a little shouting match with my daughter. That is not how I wish I were as a parent, And but it happened. And we definitely ate some junk food, et cetera, all of, the, all of those things, right? 
I'm not trying to pretend that I had total control and that I was totally emotionally stable. In fact, the opposite was true a lot of the time. I felt totally out of control. So in order to you know, help myself, I did try to slow down and see there were if see if there were a few kind things that I could do for myself. Another thing that I did is when someone would text and ask if they could help with something, you know, my initial reaction is to say, oh, no, I've got this. It's not that crazy. But instead, I allowed myself to open up and just honor this kind of feeling that they have in their hearts that they want to care and and love on my family. And so I tried to say yes. And I'm so grateful that I did because I think it created some connections and and I'm so grateful for those people. And of course, for myself, I also did a lot of thought work and emotion coaching for myself. I tried to question my thoughts and emotions. Byron Katie reminds us that we should question everything. We kind of think we know how the world is or we have a, but we really do ha- just have a lot of assumptions and we tend to believe that if we are thinking it, that it's true and that we have to believe it. And that's not really always a helpful idea to believe. So I questioned a lot of things this week. I made sure that I wasn't telling myself any stories like, my baby Anders, he shouldn't have to be going through the sickness. He's just a baby or... I shouldn't have to deal with this stress. It's just not fair. Or Hannah shouldn't have to just sit there at the hospital, you know, whatever it was. Like we kind of use these should or shouldn't statements and, and many other cognitive distortions to say what we think life should be like and why. And that as we do that, it just causes us more pain, right? But there was a moment, you know, as I tried to make sure I wasn't, practicing those thoughts. There was a moment where I left the hospital one night and I had seen firsthand how Anders was suffering and how horrible it was for Hannah who had to take care of him every moment of every day. And I realized that I didn't want to tell myself any lies, but I did just want to feel. I wanted to feel sad for my baby that he was sick. Not that he shouldn't feel sick, but I just wanted to feel sad that his body felt horrible and that Hannah, you know, had to sacrifice a lot to be there in the hospital with him. And that myself, that, you know, I just wanted to feel sad about the whole circumstance. And it was the purest emotion because it didn't carry any baggage. I wasn't trying to fight reality. I accepted reality for what it was, and I knew in my heart that everything was exactly as it was supposed to be, and I just wanted to feel sad and mourn the situation, so I cried, and instead of causing myself extra torment by fighting reality, it ended up being such a beautiful feeling. It was like the cleanest, simplest emotion of sadness. And so this leads me into the discussion that I had originally planned for today, which is about feelings. I like to remember that there are no good or bad feelings. 
there are no good or bad thoughts. Remember, those thoughts are the cause of feelings. And even though there are no good or bad thoughts or feelings, there are feelings that are helpful and feelings that are less helpful. We don't need to judge them as good or bad, but we can notice, is this feeling still serving me? Is this something that I need to continue to feel? And as I faced this week, there were times when I dealt with the situation with more emotional resilience than at other times. And that didn't make me good at one moment and bad at another moment. It was just all part of my journey, right? I chose at some points this week to think thoughts that caused extra pain than I needed to feel. When I chose to believe that it was just too much to handle or that it wasn't fair, And then I caused myself to feel so uncomfortable that it was like I couldn't even handle the feeling. The only way to deal with a feeling like that is to buffer it, to try to hide from the feeling. And of course, that's always an option for you. We all do it. And you're not good or bad for choosing to avoid your emotions. But it's especially interesting and kind of ironic to think that I was hiding from an emotion that I had created in my mind in the first place, right? (laughs) Remember, it really is true that every single feeling you feel is created by a thought in your head first. And thoughts, we don't have to believe them just because we think them. Now, some people don't really like this idea because they might make it mean that their feelings aren't real or that their feelings aren't valid since they were created in the mind. This is not what I'm saying at all. Every feeling that you feel is 100% real. It isn't any less real just because it's created by your thoughts. In fact, if anything, this should be the greatest news ever because it means that if you are causing yourself pain, that you can also stop believing the thought that is causing you pain. And when you choose to feel a so-called negative emotion, like a quote unquote negative emotion, like I did when I left the hospital. It wasn't an emotion that I was trying to hide from or one that I was creating by believing potentially harmful thoughts and trying to fight reality. It was simply a thought that I wanted to feel sad for my baby and the hard things that were happening. There were no lies in my mind that created that pain. I just simply wanted to mourn for a time. And that's why I call it such a pure feeling. Now, if it is true that you don't have to believe every thought in your head and feel every feeling that pops up because of those thoughts, it is also true that you have the amazing power of also creating feelings that you'd like to feel. Yes, you heard me, creating feelings, creating emotions. We think of feelings as things that happen to us, like she made me so mad or going outside makes me happy, etc. But no one and no thing can make you feel anything. You feel what you think about what happens. Like it is totally possible to go outside in a beautiful sunset with the perfect weather, be walking in nature with fall colors, and still feel horrible, right? Like going outside doesn't make you feel anything. 
It's just that very often when you go outside, you think about how nice it is to relax and be outside, and those thoughts make you happy, right? I know that sounds crazy, but remember, we actually create feelings all the time. We just don't really realize that's what we're doing. Like, have you ever imagined something in the future that you're really excited for? Like when you were a kid and you started to envision, just an example, envision holiday presents, Christmas presents, maybe you hoped for, or maybe a trip that you were planning and you couldn't sleep at night because you were so excited, or you had a crush on someone and um, you're just like feeling giddy about it. And all of those ideas were not actual realities, So anything that lies in the future, for example, it's just a thought because it doesn't really exist. The only thing that actually exists is you right now in this moment. And you just created space in your mind to believe that those things could exist. And that thought makes you feel so excited, even though it's not a holiday yet or you aren't actually on your vacation. And that person that you have a crush on, maybe they don't even know that you exist but you allow yourself to feel something that doesn't exist yet. And we also do this when we make up stories about what other people think of us. Like, oh my goodness, they must think I'm such a failure. They hate my voice. They think I shouldn't even be here at this audition or that I shouldn't have gotten this role or something. They can just tell I'm such a fraud. Oh my goodness. And then we start to feel horrible and stressed. And we have literally just made up a story about what someone else is thinking. And we don't even know. There's no real way to know exactly what someone's thinking, even if they've said words. You know, it's all just how we're seeing the world. And if we choose to believe that thought, then that thought makes us feel something. So... I like to think of feelings as being like a fancy tray of hors d'oeuvres at a party. The tray has tons of options and maybe there's a, a waiter or a waitress walking around with this tray and I get to choose from it all of the different things. They're all for the taking. And there are both negative and positive emotions that I can choose from. None of them are good or bad. It's just that... If you constantly believe, for example, that everyone hates you and that you will never measure up and you kind of create horrible feelings about yourself, then very likely you will never really show up as your best self in your life. So it's not necessarily a bad emotion to create that in your life, but it's not really helpful either, if that makes sense. If you choose to believe that maybe the person does like you and that even if they don't, it's okay because you still feel worthy in yourself or whatever, then you will be much more likely to be able to show up for yourself and do your very best work because you've created thoughts in your mind that create feelings of value and worth and energy for your work and you'll be able to do it. Remember what I said earlier about Byron Katie, question everything. Just because you have practiced the thought thousands of times over decades of thinking it, it doesn't mean it's true or that it's helpful. Letting your mind run constantly around in the background without questioning it, it's like letting a child run around with scissors. 
seriously, it's dangerous to just accept your thoughts as totally true just because you think them. Instead, give yourself some space to decide on a feeling that you'd like to experience that will propel you into the future that you'd like to see for yourself. Once you know, first of all, obviously kind of the future that you want for yourself and what feelings could propel you to do that, then try to imagine what would a person be thinking that is feeling this feeling? And that becomes a new thought that you can practice. Make sure it's a thought that you believe and and write it down and practice it. It might take some time, but you've honestly been doing it your whole life without realizing it. Now you're just doing it on purpose to create something in your life. And that's an amazingly powerful choice to make for yourself. This week, I could have chosen to feel helpless more often than I did. I wanted to. I had a lot of thoughts running through my mind that caused me to feel helpless and hopeless. But I also have developed enough of a practice that I was able to slow down, focus on my mind, focus on my feelings, and take care of myself in some simple and really profound ways and choose to feel what was most helpful for me. That is something that I would love for you. And I would love to help you learn how to do this. If you want to lean into your future more intentionally, or you want to stop creating extra suffering in your life, or probably a mixture of both of those things, then don't hesitate. Reach out, sign up for a free sample session using the link in my notes. And also check out my Instagram page. Um, and I try to keep updating some with some helpful information each week. And also you can sign up for a session using the link in my bio on Instagram. I would love to meet you and help you learn to be more mindful and more emotionally resilient. So whatever you are going through, and I know that you are going through something or you will soon because you're human and that's the 50-50, <laughs> know that you are worthy of some effort to take care of yourself and your emotions. The world needs your beautiful soul and your voice. So stop waiting in the wings. Go out and take the stage. In Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 